Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 111th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica, and are a proud member of the hashtag 8bit collective. I'm a not so humble host, Brendan White, who can be found everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today, one of my usual partners in crime, who is uh, coming to us from a different reality. We've actually got Mr. Alexander Hart here, who can be found still at Miss Ellie Hart for some reason. And making his uh, long-awaited return, uh, new host of uh, You Game Bro, sometimes host of A Plus Anime whenever it is they get their episodes back online. Nato J, who can be found at I Know Nato. How's my two favorite people going? Finally, Nato has come back to Hungry Gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. So, Nato, Alexander, how are you doing? Doing good. Oh, I'm so happy to have my brother here with me, rather than my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you here, brother. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> I wasn't sure where I was going to take it, but I knew I had to come up with something on the fly, yeah. and... Alexander just fit it too well, so we're going with it today on the uh, 111th episode. Um, Ali, Alexander, I should say, sorry. Mm. It's it's a pleasure that you've uh, made your long-awaited debut here on the channel. Like, your sister's spoken very highly of you. Uh, yeah. And it's an honor to finally have you on board yeah. uh, with your other sister here, Nato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of mixed genders going on here. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I'm actually nicer than um, the, the Ali. So that couldn't be possible. She is has to be the nicest person you'll ever meet with a heart of gold. Mm. She hugs everybody. Oh. She like cares for everybody. That's no. our Ali that we know. Oh wow, that's a fucking split universe version of Ali. God damn, mm. I cannot talk, keep talking about myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. We'll get you just a solo podcast. You can just have like monologues where you just talk about yourself and your day to day business and things. It'd be be fantastic. I'd tune in. Yeah, no, I don't think I could do that at all. Mm. So for anyone new to the podcast, uh, The Hungry Gamers here, we're going to talk a whole lot of games, a whole lot of nonsense. But uh, I figure we might kick it off with what we always do here, THG. Uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing this past week that was. Uh, Alexander, as you are new to the show here, what have you been playing today? Or more so this week, I should say. Anything you want to want to share with us? Well, I might talk about what Ali's been playing. Um since I'm not a gamer, I'm a big doofus jock that likes football or something like that. World That's Cup. what Whoa. I wanted with my fantasy. I wanted you to be one of those gold gym, like, on the beach, tanned up, just muscle-bound Alexander. That's, yeah. that's how I imagined. Yes. <laughs> Playing volleyball and listening yes! to uh, Kenny Loggins. To- like, watches <laughs> Top Gun every day. <clears throat> and, Tom like, Cruise poses- is my hero, man. Exactly. <laughs> 
I feel sorry oh, for anyone that's going listening. to be the best. Oh my god, I feel bad for anyone that's new to the podcast going, "What the flip is going on right now?" Um, we have fun, listeners. All right, we have fun. We do, yes. and they have. If if they've reached this level, they've they've been understanding on more ways than one. Mm. Um, Paradigm, uh, PC game done by a little Australian indie, indie developer from Perth. Great creator, sure. Perth. You know what? There's been one good thing that came out of Perth. Nathan, um, <laughs> the Crown Casino. Did that come from Perth? No, that came from. Well, Melbourne there's one first. over there. <laughs> there's one over there. Yeah, it looks like a pyramid. Oh, it's good. It's really good. Stayed there when Ian was here. Real good. Wait, you mm. shared a bedroom? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Paradigm is a like a, a really funny homage to the point-and-click adventure genre uh, that doesn't really take itself too seriously. The graphic style is really great. Um, he has this kind of semi-smooth drawn, but like also very textured design. But the amount of references that he does to not only other point-and-click adventures, but other like very pop culture related things to, I would say, to our age bracket is absolutely great. And the sense of humor is really wacky as well. So there's a lot of like rude jokes and stuff like that. Like one of the main things that I've been doing in this game, because I am a loser, is you know how you always have the options like, you know, use, grab talk to talk to you can use on any object so if there's a pile of dirt he'll go up and he'll say and he's got this like wonderful like eastern european like polish russian kind of accent he's like hello dirt and you you can do it to anything (laughs) any object that you might be might be able to interact with he'll say hello to it (laughs) but then there's also pick up which is a standard point and click kind of command so if you with certain items you'll go pick up this item and so he he's he um, runs his business out of a caravan. So you go pick up caravan and then he goes, hello, you sexy caravan. I'll treat you well one day. Like <laughs> as in pick it up, like dating wise. So I don't know. There's a lot of like clever little funny things in there. And <clears throat> I actually bought this game ages ago. I think I remember talking about wanting to play this game on the podcast ages ago. I mean, Ali saying she wanted to. Um, and it has like it is not disappointed whatsoever. Um, I actually know the developer. He actually Twitch streams as well, and he'll play the game sometimes and you know answer questions that you have about it. So <clears throat> he's also been on a other notorious podcast that maybe one of these members of this podcast is now the lead host of. So oh, Brandon, was he on a podcast? Was, was he on Eight Bit Mania? <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually was an, on an old episode of You uh, Game Bro. Um, Pez oh, fantastic! because yeah. it's it's J- Jacob. I, I don't know how you pronounce his surname. Yeah, I'm not going to either. Janerka? Yeah, Janerka. Janerka. sounds yeah sounds about right. But yeah, so mm. go check that out if you want to see the developer talk about it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm keen to play it. Like I've I've had it in my Steam list for a while. Like I, I bought it as well because I think it's under it's under twenty bucks, right? Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks, something like that. Yeah, I, I have to be um, valley to pick it up. And the review. <laughs> I actually paid full price for this game when it came out because I wanted it so badly. So shut your mouth. Mm. Okay. But like, I'm, I'm just looking on the, the Steam powered um, like listing for it and it's all reviews. It's 98% on Steam. It, serious, yeah, like, seriously, if you remember playing games like, uh, like Curse of Monkey Island or Sam and Max, like just those, uh, like Grim Fandango, those games that have great story, great like design, dialogue, all that sort of stuff, but doesn't, it's not like, it's not super serious. Like it has a joke with itself and it has like a really good, like tongue in cheek kind of comedy. That's exactly what this game is. And mm. you know, it's brought in, you know, to this day and age. And it makes me actually really disappointed that like point and click adventures maybe aren't as common, I guess, because they have to keep it 
for like they try to make games now diverse between console and PC as opposed mm. to point and click adventures being strictly PC. It's definitely a dying art, um, but it, it's great to see that this game did sort of catch fire. Um, well, it's more, more like a and... dead art that kind of made a little bit of a resurgent recently. Like it, uh, there was like mm. no point and clicks for a while. And then mm. now they've kind of sort of come back with all the remasters of all like the LucasArts ones and all those kind of ones that have come back. Yeah, but like kind of like bringing back old stuff is great. It's obviously awesome. Like a lot of us have obviously jumped back on that anyway, but yeah. It'd be really nice to see, I don't know, some developers kind of start like going down a new route, really. I think point-and-click adventures really have been replaced with, you know, your Telltale. I was about to say, yeah. Because Telltale, like, season one of Walking Dead was very point-and-click, and and now it's more, these days it's more uh, dialogue choices and quick-time events rather than, like... I remember, like, there was the scene where you're in, like, the shop and you had to go around and you find the batteries to put them in the remote, to turn the TV on, to scare, to attract the zombies so you could go over here. But now it's, yeah, literally dialogue choices and quick time events in most of the Telltale games, so. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, most of the the quote-unquote, like, I guess the point and clicks have become almost like the walking simulators. Mm. You know, maybe the walking simulators is probably the this generation's point and click, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I'd say safe to say that's probably it and like like i no no offense to people that like the telltale games but i just feel like that's way too structured like i felt every time i've like watched a gameplay of it it's just it's pretty obvious what you're meant to do it's just obviously when you mm. choose your dialogue sometimes you know it'll change change things that's up like you know change things in story wise but point and click was it it made, made you think really hard like you really had to think about you know Objects that you add, that story, your surrounding. You had to be a little bit, oh, I'm going to, you know what, I'm probably going to make it sound terrible. You had to actually think, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> take that, you know, people that like <clears throat> those kind of games. Yeah. But the I just love the little fucked up element about this game. Like, the whole story is about that, like, it's a gen- like a genetics company that, you know, it's the, it's the time of life where people want to ge- genetically create their children into, you know, amazing children, like, you know, genetic geniuses and uh, marvels. But, like, mm-hmm. it goes down the route that, like, you know, unfortunately it doesn't always go right. Um, and uh, the one, the, I don't know if he's a bad guy yet, but there's a sloth and he was genetically created to um, spit up candy every 30 minutes. I've got to say the sloth also attracted me to this game. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I reckon I, I can give it a go. Support an indie developer, support Australian. Um, I, 100%. I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you love point and click adventures, you'll love it. On the, on the point of, on the point of sloths, did you, did you realize what the Pokemon was last week? The, the sloth that you have to go get, you need to get slacking and slack off and all that. They're, they're the Pokemon you're after. They're the, sloth pokemon that are that you need to get in the current pokemon go ali i've been having troubles with pokemon go like i've been getting the same fucking things really yeah it's just i keep on getting the summertime pikachu thing with the hat Mm. and the glasses Mm. um you know it kind of goes trash anyway so bring on let's go eevee oh yeah i'm with you on that yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So, Alexander, anything else you've been playing or watching Watching your sister play at all? Or... <laughs> Have you been playing a bit more Hunter? <laughs> no. 
Because um, I think Ali was um, incapacitated and sick. Uh, so we should, play, um, we should play some Hunter after the pod, maybe. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you want me to ask her? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll ask her now. <laughs> hey, Ali, you want to play Hunter? Ali's <laughs> <laughs> a raptor? <laughs> oh, speaking of raptors, this segues perfectly into what I've been playing this past week. Alexander, you are crushing the game here. Uh, we're definitely going to have you back on the pod. Yeah, oh, great. Um, I finally, finally got into um, Jurassic World Evolution, which has been sitting on the uh, on the computer for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Park, you know, simulator as as it is. Uh, you know, you build you build your respective dinosaur parks across the various. Uh, you know, Isla Nublar and all the other islands um, that, that encounter you know, Jurassic World. Um, level them up. It, it, you know, it's it's a Sim City, it's a Civ, things like that. You know, you, you're building your, you, you're boosting your economy, you're, you're feeding the various dinosaurs, you're ensuring money's getting generated via your attractions and your gift shops and your fast food outlets and all that other shit. But um, the one thing I'm really liking about it is depending on, you know, the, the mixing and matching of the dinosaurs in the respective pens, uh, they try and break out and sometimes they break out and then obviously eat the, uh, the paying, the paying entrance, uh, entrances to the, like the, the, the various people that are walking around the, um, the showgrounds. Uh, so you've got to get your ranger out there to, to tranquilize the animal and then get your helicopter in to, to obviously fly it back into the pen. And so there's constantly micromanaging of, the pens making sure uh you know the the fences are working there's no wear and tear there's there's adequate food supply in there otherwise yeah you get a raptor that breaks out starts killing everybody you know your uh, credibility rating goes down your profit drops out the ass and then you're looking to potentially bankrupt this sucker so i'm liking that there is that coupling with things like you can send a you know a, a sort of a dig crew out to uncover new fossils to to create new dinosaurs and things like that so there is a a constant need to to be leveling up and researching and and trying to further develop your your tech and your your dinos in the park obviously you know the end of the game is to make more money and yeah generate more interest in your park but i like that they sort of splice those elements from the films and i guess similar games out there into this and it, it makes makes a pretty pretty fun experience I love seeing him um, eat the goat. Does it <clears throat> seem like it does seem like a lot in it, but does it seem like it's a bit shallow for a full priced game? Yeah, I'll say yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like um, that's what I've seen. I... Like where I can go buy a sieve for like a couple, like ten dollars cheaper, and like sieve will last <laughs> me. I could play that sucker for a thousand hours and still like keep going, and it looks like. It does look like a lot until you get to that point in a lot of Sims where they start self-running and you literally don't have to do anything because money's rolling in and occasionally you'll be like, oh yeah, I've just got to stop a dinosaur, but I got shit ton of cash. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's the five islands that you've got to build your respective parks on. So I'm on to nearly onto the third one now. But as you said, once you get those islands running autonomously, it, it's pretty much just a, a, a copy paste almost situation yeah. where... You go to the next island. You've got to you know build from the ground up again. Your money doesn't carry from island to island, which is good. So you can't just come in there with you know fifty billion dollars and just go boom, 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 done. Mm. So there is a bit of hardship and there's weather elements and degradation on the islands and all this other hooey stuff you got to got to go through. But um, 
it's cool and i like the jeff goldblum voices this game like he narrates it yeah. which is pretty fucking sick mm-hmm. um so here and old dr ian malcolm give you advice and his little anecdotes and his you know his little quips and things like that's great uh and fake chris got, pratt yeah they've got fake chris pratt so they've got chris pratt's likeness they've got dallas mm-hmm. bryce howard's likeness in it but they're voiced over by you know johnny smith and janie smith um <laughs> i love it when they bring I, the smith I like family that they're trying to flesh it out oh yeah you know it's, it's easier to buy them as a package deal that voiceover crew so um but yeah as as you said nato it probably could be 20 bucks less because i think it's 70 bucks brand new yeah 80 like it's 80 and when it's, i tried to buy it it's definitely and not, I was like, definitely not an nope. 80 dollar game yeah i'll just go play civ if i was gonna pay 80 bucks for a game yeah but it, it certainly scratches my itch obviously for for anyone that's talked to me for more than 10 minutes they know i'm a bit of a dinosaur fanatic so um anytime i can raise these things in a, in a digital environment or you know watch them interact and attack and feed and all that you know i'm all for it so i'll i'll still push through you know i'll finish the five islands and see what happens after that if maybe there is some end game but i think it's more so going to be yeah micromanaging just minor maintenance and upgrades once all it's all said and done so because i've only seen the first island are they bigger the next islands like it just, some, some of them it, are bigger it just looks like you've got the one massive massive paddock and then you've got the amusement park kind of next of it rather than like jurassic park in the movies was like you would do the carts through them and this was this enclosure mm. and this enclosure and like i i wish it was more it i don't know if it does change on the other islands but that first island looks like yeah i'm raising everything in this big park and <laughs> i can make them come closer by doing food but it's not like it's not like sim city where you got like i mean not like roller coaster tycoon where you've literally got to make a park and like make things no no you you make it all you make it all so you can make your pens as big or as small as you want you can add your foliage your water supplies your your food supply whatever animals you want and you need to just have like a a hammond center i think they call it and that's where the the dinosaurs get created you need one per pen so every pen you make you have to build one of those then you can mishmash whatever dinosaurs you want to put in there so no i mean like when i first you've started got to make it look like a park rather than just like put foliage like it doesn't look like you have to make like style points of like it looks like if you just put enough food places there yeah you're good but like on something like roller coaster tycoon you got to make sure that people can get to certain areas and no you've, you've got to put paths like it's a bit pain in the arsey but you have to put like walking path everywhere mm. for the people to go so you have to sort of i guess plan their journey out but there isn't any there sadly there isn't any sort of like the the jeeps and, and stuff like that from the original games where you're driving around it's yeah. all just general foot traffic they get off their little um you know bullet train to the island and then hop off and wander around have a good time stay at the hotels i've put in this sucker and then you know go home Mm. all right i don't know just Mm. yeah just i just looks like it looks it needs more detail for like a full priced game yeah yeah it's not a sieve by any means but it's it's a good good sort of or even a tycoon uh, like it doesn't even look like it kind of comes near the the prestige that the tycoon kind of games got to by the end Mate, yeah don't you dare talk down jurassic park and, and john hammond and those legends you know they were prestigious as they come did you see the uh the amber walking cane that uh that uh john hammond had in in the original films that thing is that's legendary. what i mean like they look amazing but that's what i mean it doesn't look like it translates as as well it looks like it could nearly be a mobile game that i game. was just about to say oh, that it looks yeah. like a mobile game yeah if it was i'd, I'd be all up in that but um 
Alas, it's not. It's just an overpriced game on PC and console. Mm. But uh, a game that is well-priced that I mentioned last week that I've started to play. And now that I've got two of my favorite people here on the show, I wanted to mention I've been playing a little bit more Stardew Valley. Yeah, Uh, my man! Chunked a few more hours in. We're slowly getting you into the good, good games. We've got you onto Siege. We're going to get you onto Minecraft soon. And we've we've got you onto Stardew. So I'm, I'm happy. These are them good, good mm. games. These are the good yeah, games. Yeah, so I know before, obviously, before Miss Hart ran ill, um, she mentioned that she wanted to exchange notes and thoughts with yourself about dating options for myself in this game. Yes. Um, obviously, I've played it a little bit more since since last week, and I've sort of narrowed it down roughly. I've got sort of three potential three. paths I could go down. Okay. Um, the one's the male. The the first have you the first thing question I'm going to ask have you figured out who you can and can't date because there's an easy way to look <laughs> if people have ten stars they're dateable if they have I think it's ten se- hearts you mean yeah ten hearts and if they've got yeah. seven hearts they're not dateable so you can't yeah, fuck I, the so guy I, in the wheelchair I worked that out damn it <laughs> you know, I thought I thought you could just roll me around you know save the time walking from farm to you know the the various shops of a day just. You know, hitch a ride in every morning. You wanted mm-hmm. to be. You wanted to be. Oh, what, what's the What's the dude that died? This hella smarter dude. Oh my god. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Hawking's. You want to be Hawking's nurse? Is <laughs> <laughs> he married? But um. Yeah, but he had. He married his nurse or something in the end. Like later on in life, I'm pretty sure he had an affair or something with her. Because mm. he he can see space and time and shit. Yeah, you know that's why. Ladies um, love that, but. But yeah, I just um, fucking fortune prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. Yes, but, tell uh, us about your love that's life. Okay, that's okay. So, so, <laughs> so one of the one of the one of the ladies I was debating courting uh, in in the in the world of Stardew Valley. One of them's Penny. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. my girl. Okay, continue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good start. You got to save her from that, um, that from that trailer trash of a mother of hers. So yes. Yep. Yeah. Mhm. Um. The other one I don't mind is Leah. Number two. Well done. We. He, he, what's that? What's the family feud? You've got number one and you've got number two on the board. Show me potato mm. salad. Yeah. <laughs> and and the and the the third one's she's very different to the other yes. the other two, but. I think there's just more to her. Mm. She she's a bitch, but I think there's more to her, and that's old mate Haley. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, so yeah. he, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to hate you for Haley, but I I after doing a whole playthrough with Penny and a whole playthrough with Le- uh, Leia, I went and did. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the bimbo because there's got to be something to her because that game. Every time you think a character is pretty like shallowish or like surface mm. level. You do their backstory for a while, and then you're like, "Oh my god!" And Haley has a good backstory, all right. So give Haley a chance. Yeah. She is <clears> the blonde bimbo at the start, and then she has a lot of depth to her. So Haley's a good one. Mate, you didn't yeah, like so, my so, bimbo. So they're the three I'm at. Yeah, but your bimbo's up himself, fucking self, and he's like, "Oh, I am so into poetry, and I live on a cabin on the beach." You he's know. a goddamn oh, writer. Long-haired guy. Yes. Yeah, he's a punter. Yeah. Fuck you, Fuck you all. <laughs> Every time I roll past him in town, I'm just like, fuck you, mate. Exactly. No. Yes. <laughs> Ali fucking loves him. I do. I really like I kind of don't love him anymore now we're married and he actually doesn't do shit except for gives me a morning coffee. But apparently everyone does that. So. Uh, yeah. mm. 
so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm I'm definitely leaning Penny, sort of where I'm leaning strongest towards, but the the Haley angle because as NATO, as you said, like they definitely do flesh out the characters a lot in this game, yes. and they haven't given her much depth. So I was just sort of waiting for it to come along, mm. but maybe she was just a red herring too, and nothing would ever come along. I know that's I why know, I but... had to try one playthrough. I was <clears> like, look, I'm gonna give it a try. I was I was because her sister's really interesting as well. If you do her sister's path, I've done that one as do well. Do her sister's path. That's a um, romance novel written by Emily. Nino. Emily, I think it is. Yeah, she's into yeah. textiles, and you do like the huge, crazy LSD dreams with her. That's fucking awesome. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go on LSD trips with her. I like it. Doesn't specify you're taking drugs, but you're like in her dream, and like she wakes up and she remembers you in her dream, and it's like. Fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. The question is: Have you started to find any weird things that you're like, "Oh wow, this isn't just a farming game anymore"? Yeah, like obviously the I can't remember the guy's name. The dude that lived in like the pseudo lighthouse clock tower cabin stone thing in oh, the forest. The wizard. Like I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, the wizard. Yeah. yeah, that probably would have been an easy way to describe it. Um, you know, I started doing with him and, and talking about, I can't remember the name of the little, little green and colored creatures that live in the old community center. Um, oh no, that's that other game that's coming out. But yeah, yeah. Those little guys. So I know there is some, some, yeah, different storytelling Magic. Um, about to, about to, uh, make me embark on, I think it's not just planting crops, talking to people, no. having a fish. So yeah, I'm excited to see where it takes me. Um, the fishing, I was all about the fishing life, yeah. but the fishing is fucking hard and it pisses me off. Like You'll get better I, I, at it. It gets better. I feel like I've got my, you know, the button sort of um, bashing and then sort of the long hold down pat. Okay, but yeah. It's still I was about to say, because a lot of people don't realize you can just hold it as well. And then that's yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah especially like people that played it from the start where there was nobody around to help us. Like I genuinely for so, the longest time thought I just had to click clicking so fucking fast. Same. And Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So now I worked that out, but I'm still pretty shit, but I just want to become a fisherman in this game. So I'm I want the there, multiplayer now. I want us all hanging out at each other's farms, fucking shit up. Well, we can, mm. I'll get it. I'll rebuy it on PC. I have it on, I have it on, what do I have it? I have it on Switch, it on Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and I think I... I I can I can start it again on PC. I'm not like I'm probably six hours in or something. Yeah, well like you that. start so you start a farm all together when you do it on multiplayer. <clears throat> it's real cool. Oh, do you? Well, let's have a look at that. Yeah. Let's have a look at that. Yeah. Can you still pick do. up people? Yeah. We should all like do a thing where we all start the game together and see who gets laid first. Mm. Me. I thought it was going to go the other way where we were going to like have this one big farmhouse and it'd be like yeah. that sister wives show. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So I'm glad. You, right. So you're enjoying, you're enjoying Stardew. That's real good. I, I am enjoying that. I know there is parts where it can get boring. So you sort of got to push through occasionally when there isn't much going on. And I'm, and I'm aware things will pick up and slow down accordingly to the, based off the seasons and what's going on. Yeah. But it's all about planning. There was some struggle. It's like planning oh, ahead. Did you did you go to the loser loner dance yet? Um, oh, no, I think that's coming up though. Oh, Fuck that, that savage the first year. Uh huh. Yep, <sighs> it's the biggest kick in the nuts. 
That's how I got this voice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm excited to keep chipping away um and, and something else that we'll be talking about next week that that you both are hyped on um and, and nato that you're probably going to segue into after this i uh preloaded octopath traveler <laughs> on the old switchy today so i'm excited to get into the full version of that it goes live is it mid i think it's midnight tonight yeah which is thursday july 12th so yeah 13th of july it's released so i'm hyped to get into that over the weekend god so am i i'm thinking i might be streaming it tomorrow <laughs> i was just gonna do it on my own like just private channel because like i was just gonna have a chill one but a whole bunch of people were like no no do it on the you game bro one so i might be actually doing it on that so who knows nice. we'll figure it out but i mm. i because i've got the sh- the older version of the elgato so it has that delay so i'm gonna have to figure out how to delay my sound so it links up with the delayed gameplay and stuff like that oh uh, yeah uh, yep, yep. if if i can if i can mm. if it's too much hassle i'll just play it myself but i i do want a lot of people to see that game because i've heard some whispers that a reviews are a bit eh, but mm. um yeah I've, I've seen the same out on the internets yeah but i, I don't care it's such as like the from even from the two demos like i've had so much fun and i just because it's very non-linear, like, once you do your first two chapters of your starting character, then you can go out and then recruit the rest of the characters, and then to recruit them, you've got to do their second chapter, and then they join you, and then once you get as many, many or as little as people as you want, you can continue on with the world. It will, like, show you where the next part of each people's chapters are, so you can go there, and, yeah, you can do, like, three, four, five chapters of this chapter guy's character and then go back and do chapter two of this guy's thing. You don't, you don't have to do it all in a linear fashion that the most of like the Final Fantasies it looks like it's getting inspired from has done. Where it's more like similar to the start of like Dragon Age Origins. Where like you had, you could choose a different whole bunch of characters and then you did their path and they all lead to like the one path in the end and stuff like that. I'm pretty excited because... Mm. Yeah, it's just so much fun. What else you been doing? Uh, what else have I been doing? Playing Siege, still playing Siege. You know, oh, that, that game's just even even when I'm not playing towards something, I'm just it's just so much fun to sit in Siege. Like, I just love the tactics, and is always it's always different a match, even though it's not. And it's I think when we were playing it to you, like I, they really described it. It's like really the top ten of of a PUBG match that just that like Mm. tense intensity and like you know if you fuck up it's all done like just that one wrong move can fuck everything for you and it's just I love that that just that dread and horror and like relief when you just just cap a mofo (laughs) yeah you you definitely your sphincter is tightened from the second your little little (laughs) robot drone car squirting around like you are on tilt right from the jump yeah and um the fact, yeah, there you don't have obviously massive amounts of health. You get headshotted; it's it's pretty much instant death. There's, you know, it's rare that you survive a gunfight unless you were the one leading off said gunfight. Um, so it's it's intense. It's it's very risk reward. Um, I want to play some more because I'm still fairly clueless. I'm getting a hold of a few um, a few operators, but man, there is a, a chasm between me and a, and a great player. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep chipping away. We'll keep chipping away. But that, that, that is the fun of it. Like, where, like, 
I, I hate relating it to something like PUBG, but it's like, it doesn't matter how good you are, like, a mistake is a mistake, whether you are the best player in the world or the least better player. It's not like something like a Halo or something like that, where, like, you can make a slight mistake, but you've got enough of a health or a shield to kind of correct yourself and use your mm. gun skills to, like, slaughter somebody. If if a bad, if a, a good, a best player in the world walks into a room wrong, bang, dead. Doesn't matter who you are. So that's like, it's nearly a great equalizer when it comes to mistakes, where it's just like that split second mistake can cost you no matter how good of a gun skills you are in that game. That's why I love it. True, true. Miss Hart, or Mr. Hart, I should say, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Have you downloaded that? Or do you know if Ali's downloaded it in its entirety yet? I know it's a fairly sizable <laughs> one and you're hesitant about kicking it on again. No, so the last thing was she uh, installed it and when she got the uh, additional 56, 56 gigabyte uh, update, she said, fuck this shit, fuck NATO, fuck this game, and then proceeded to uninstall it again. Solid. Valid and solid. <laughs> she may do it again. She may install it again. Yeah, like okay. like tomorrow. Oh, really? I'll let her know. Yep. NATO. Mm. She's a good friend of mine. She'll definitely do it. Oh, she's a friend now, not a sister. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can be friends yeah. with your sister. My sister's my, my best friend. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> sister's one of my best mates. She pisses me off, but I love her. <laughs> so, that's Ali Incarnate. <laughs> mm. That's pretty true. Um, and what, uh, the only other thing... I haven't been playing that much, but like uh, the new... Like, well, it was just about to finish up the... Uh, what was it? Not Skull thrones it was skull uh, skeleton barrels which are like uh the new event was a bunch of skeleton any time skeletons spawned at least one of them would spawn with an explosive barrel in their hands mm. and be like chemical. you're talking just to interrupt you're talking about sea of thieves obviously did i not say sea of thieves no oh, okay sorry yeah sea of thieves um <laughs> this happens in siege yeah oh, god <laughs> skeletons come out of the ground god that'd be a good expansion um yeah, so like it was all about the Bilge Rats, which are a new faction now in in the game. So apart from the Gold Hoarders, the oh god, I can't remember them, the Traders and the Skull People. Now the new, the fourth uh, mm. guild is now the the Bilge Rats. They have their own currency, and when you do the mission, doubloons, doubloons. When you do missions for them, they give you doubloons, and you can use doubloons to buy their gear, or you can trade it in for like ten thousand gold. Uh, a, a complete rank up with one of the other factions or what else can you get something else that's really cool as well so it's a really cool new currency and yeah the new one was just like uh, you need to like five times in a row hit a barrel guy with a barrel and kill six six other skeletons or like set off a chain reaction or shoot one a gold uh, ho- uh, skeleton with barrels in his hand that sets off another one and then also like mm. use that to propel yourself up and they give you doubloons for like getting these achievements and stuff like that it's really fun and the new one just dropped tonight or like last night which is now the cursed statues which are a whole bunch of mermaid statues around the place that are like uh, deep underwater so you have to swim down to them and find uh. them and like shoot them and it's really fun they like it's now more encouraging you to go super explore the oceans now rather than yeah. explore the islands, which is like really, really fun. No, I don't yeah, need I was, to I was reading about no. Yeah, I was reading about that expansion, uh, and, and it's it's still there's an emphasis <laughs> on teamwork. Like you need 
you need your crew down there attacking these statues together to to destroy them. Yeah, you but need I a like high that enough sunken CPS. treasure and things like yeah. that around them as well, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's all these these mini events. They're not DLCs yet. Then I think the DLC comes out at the end of this month or next month, which is the Curse Sails, where we will be getting AI skeleton boats, galleons mm, sailing around the place. Which is going to be sick. Oh, it's so, and we get a dinghy or a sailboat. That, so you can park your big ship and use the sail like little paddle boat to paddle into the island now. So it's going to be. It's funny. I I half think that they were probably listening on some of our game chat a few nights because we talked about having these in the game at length. Yeah. And there was no mention about these until we started playing this game. So I'm wondering if Rare owes us a little bit of royalty, a little bit of real life doubloon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, we we were campaigning pretty hard for a little dinghy. Yeah. Well, like that, that is what I've been saying about um, Rare. They are, because from the start, they were like, no, we don't really want to put AI boats and all that in the game. We want you guys to just be fighting yourselves. And the communities themselves have been like, no, we really would like something like this in the game. And to their credit, they're like, well, this is apparently what you guys wanted. So, yep, this is going to be our new expansion for you guys. Here they are. So, they have been a lot of changing and chopping depending on like what the community is kind of really focused on so like something like equating to something like destiny where everyone harks on like a majority of the community is like you need to change this or put this in and destiny's uh, like bungie's still like meh even 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 like um the division which like took them to the point where like nobody was playing that game yet to finally be like oh shit yeah maybe we should change things up in this game so I give super credit to Rare to like listening to their community and install uh, implementing things in the game. They like like it was early on in development where they said they were going to have microtransactions to like for advanced like cosmetics, but they uh, and when people ask like are we still getting them, they're like, look, we're really going to hold off on all that stuff until we make the game that you guys want because there's no point us putting that kind of stuff in if you guys aren't happy with the game. So like hmm. that's so good to hear that somebody wants to do something like you that. love them i do yeah. I, them. I, and, and this is going to be your game of the year i know it probably will because i keep saying like i i because after every one of the big expansions they've left in whatever was in like the last one was megalodon and now like meg rocks up still in the world like it wasn't one and done and now like they've added so much to the world that it's like already like i want a whole bunch of people that came in from the start of the game to come in and be like there is a shit ton of shit to do now. Like, so much stuff to do now. And there's so many things to do. Do you still have to, to summon see. her? Meg? No. No, she she rocks up like the Kraken now. Oh, shit. Yeah, and there's four... Which is pretty cool. And there's, like, four different types of them as well. And they all have, a, like, a different personality. Like, one of them's very shy, so that one will sail away from the boat. And one's, like, just is very curious, so will swim next to your boat. And then one is, like, very super aggressive and will always attack the boat, like, instantly. Oh, yeah. Mm. Shy sharks. Now I've heard of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so shall we uh, kick it now to our uh, news that we want to unpack for the week? What do you think? Yeah. Let's hit it. This week's news headlines. All right, Alexander. What are you bringing to the uh, the hungry table today? What are what are we gonna unpack at this picnic lunch? All right. So what I decided to bring and Ali had nothing to do with is a story coming from Game Revolution. Uh, what they're talking about is the game Workers Unite release a statement based on the Aryan, uh, ArenaNet sorry, firing. Um, 
just for context for people that don't know what that's actually about um it was uh last week uh, guild wars 2 studio arena net uh fired two writers um based on some tweets that they had made um jessica price who works with guild wars 2 she's a part of the narrative team she uh, criticized a youtuber um in regards to kind of like talking about the concept of branching dialogue and that sort of stuff so what happened is is that she kind of like very publicly verbally kind of stated how you know she was essentially kind of being receiving kind of like not down talking but kind of like someone saying that their opinions on how it should be done and telling her kind of in a way how to do a job there's mixed there's mixed opinions in honestly the market on like mm. how that was actually done whether they were talking down to her or they were just giving an opinion either way um also peter peter fries also stood up to her who was also part of arena net keep on saying area net and i don't know why um <laughs> but uh in the end so what happened is um arena net actually fired um both both the two riders unfortunately and now there is like a massive backlash in the uh, game developer community um and that's what uh game workers unite is a um video game kind of like um like what are, what are they called they're like a like a what's the word like a labor yeah like a like a union yeah that's it a union that's it it's unite union there we go so first of all i didn't know game developers <laughs> had a union thank christ that they do but um they're pretty much it's only new it. i'm pretty sure is it it is new yeah 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 they bloody hell do they need it um or if, the, if there isn't there's one new one that's like trying to get some big traction at the moment i know i know that's happening at the moment whether it is related okay. to this or I've just heard a lot of it in the news that all of a sudden they're talking unions and stuff it, like that. Well, it's good because they cop a lot of shit. So I'm glad that there's someone now, there's a group that's actually going to be looking after them. But um, they've actually, mm. this union actually has released this statement. Um, they've labeled um, this action by ArenaNet that it is a knee jerk reaction. And they reckon that the decision was made with no dialogue, no nuance and no empathy. Um You've also seen a lot of development on Twitter now where fellow gaming developers have kind of like spoken out about it and um, f- actually fellow workers that have actually worked in ArenaNet, they are now like kind of speaking out saying how much of a bad decision it was and you're now seeing people like doing like DMing these game developers saying, well, you know what, this person, this game developer was talking shit to me you should really fire them and this person deserves to be fired and you deserve to be fired so now it's about the gaming community thinking that they have the right the second that you know someone who's involved with the game decides to either stand up for themselves or validate their opinion you know that all of a sudden if they say anything against you know a gamer and the game doesn't like it then that now gamers feel like that they have the right to go out to the you know studios and say you need to fire this person right now yeah and that's yeah nato what do you think about this humans are pieces of shit that's what i think about this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like yeah it's 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 like it's that terrible thing of like whatever way it goes it's gonna be horrible like it's like the core issue is bad like she shouldn't have been fired but then like union stuff is always bad as well because like you just have to look at the dock workers in australia and how bad they abuse that kind of union to fuck stuff up but Saying that, the the game developers kind of side is a very oppressed working structure, so they do kind of need something strong like a union to properly do this. So 
it is kind of something where this should probably, yeah, hopefully the union wins on this kind of side of an event because, God, we definitely don't need to power those self-privileged gamers that think they can go and wreck anything because, oh, I was talked to badly by this person. Yeah. Like, it's, I guess it's also because it was like a YouTuber. I think it was not a big YouTuber, but a relatively, you know, sized uh, YouTuber. And I think because it was like done directly and it was on, on more of an open platform, then like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of a gang mentality anyway. But then uh, the union describing here that it was a knee jerk uh, reaction, I reckon is 100%. It really honestly felt like it went from zero to 100 in regards to the decision just to fire these people. Yeah. No, no discussion, nothing. And I think no. that was definitely, that's definitely the thing that you need to look at with here. Because in regards to game developers, if say they're saying really like sexist stuff, um, you know, racist, like homophobic, like if they're saying that sort of shit, then obviously, yeah, they definitely need to be talked to. But mm. if it's just someone kind of like standing having, up for themselves, yeah, standing up for themselves, yeah. like and and their work and their credibility and their, you know, I think I think they should be at least allowed to kind of do that. And if it's yeah. if it goes if it goes beyond their means, then then maybe they should have like a discussion, like you know, have a talk with the company and stuff like that. And then mm. you know, I just yeah, I'm um, I don't know, like I, I I'm sort of fence sitting on it. I think um from from what I've what I've understood about this and um, uh Jack Cruz and and Sammy Deej actually unpack this the or the original situation. Um, regarding the arena net firings on the latest episode of it is what it is, which is a a great little listen. Um, but from what I'm aware of, uh, the the content creator that, that obviously engaged in this social media interaction was actually a partnered um, mm, yeah creator yeah. with arena net. So so and and I read some of the discussion and it wasn't they weren't going at um at Miss Price or anything like that. They were just sort of saying, hey, here's a bit of like here's some thoughts from someone that's on the ground playing the game and. And she just went at him, and and there is no right or wrong, I guess, on both sides. Like that could have been handled better Definitely. from all accounts. Maybe yeah. you could have DM'd her and did it offline, but there was no malice. But yeah, um, that's why I said yeah, a lot from, of opinions. All... There's a lot of different opinions on the situation. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone has a different idea of like she was in the wrong, he was in the wrong, you know. But you're gonna always have yeah. that. Like I can definitely. I can definitely like from from what I've heard and a bit of research I've done. Apparently, she sort of has been a little bit of a a lightning rod um, mm. for for a few bad things, uh, indirectly attaching herself with obviously working with Arena Net. So maybe this was more so like a strike. second strike, third yeah. strike, whatever. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing Peter Freeze just get the ass for he he just sort of came to defense for his coworker. But I guess maybe because she was sort of out on an island alienating yourself saying you know what i'm planting my flag here and and i'm if i'm going down i'm going down in a pretty good blaze of glory mm-hmm. so maybe him standing against arena nets morals or whatever they want to call them um probably wasn't the smartest thing to do it was very you know as you said quote unquote knee jerky but it's it's risky like even even people like with their social media accounts when they're like you know, my opinions are not that of my employer or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can put that in there. But if you're still being a motherfucker, you're being a motherfucker and still working for that employee. Like you're still attached to it. Like every big company now, 
um, or even any job. Like there's mm-hmm. always a social media policy attached to your work contract or there'll be updates tied into HR where you need to, you know, read the new social media guidelines and things like you got to be careful. Yeah. Like, even if you're talking about something completely unrelated to your field, but you know, if you've got a polarizing opinion or a divisive opinion or a racist, ignorant, whatever, sexist opinion, um, yeah, even if it has nothing to do with what you do during your nine to five or your usual work hour, like it's going to ripple back yeah. and give that company some bad PR if, you know, enough noise is made. So I can understand why they nipped you in the bud <laughs> straight away. Um, but yeah, firing is a bit heavy. Mm. I, I, I'm just under the impression maybe she has had a few strikes just from what I've sort of seen, just from a bit of research on the old internets and things. I think she has sort of tiptoed that line of controversy and, and potential bad PR with, um, you know, in parallel with working at Arena that over the last couple of years. So, yeah, maybe it was just like, this is the final straw. Sorry, Miss Price. We'll see you later. Yeah. And like I said, the, the main thing about this, I guess using this one's a bit of a bad example because you know like you've brought out there's like a lot of other little elements that are behind this one but the problem is is that it's kind of turning into a ripple effect and now that gamers feel like all they have to do is just complain now to the developer and they yeah. get the person fired yeah i think that's the oh, problem yeah. and it's 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 risky like obviously you look at some of the some of the big time content creators out there like they've got social media followings and, and subscribers in the hundred thousands millions so on and so forth whereas you know mr or mrs writer or lowly software engineer um you know usually they keep to themselves on social media because they just want to be known for the work and i guess not for their opinions they you know when you look at those numbers where you go okay you know ninja or shroud or streamer xy can bring tens of thousands of eyes to this product immediately and give me good press or bad press via a tweet so they definitely you start to see them side more with the content creator, which is a shame. Like you see it with Twitch all the time. You know, oh. the, the big high caliber streamers with the, the large scale follower base do, do something sexist, racist, bigotry, idiotic, whatever it is. And they'll get a, you know, a wrap across the knuckles oh. because they know that's a meal ticket. You know, that's a cash cow for, for a Twitch or a, you know, a mixer or a YouTube or whatever it might be. Yeah. Bad news still gets the money, so they'll they won't stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you know, there's there's writers out there. You know, they might not work to the standard of a <laughs> of a price or a another writer or developer or coder out there. But yeah, they are. You know, there will be a million people out there ready to jump into that spot if it opens up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna keep happening, and I think that whole openness from game creators and developers and writers and things may start to close you know they're going to be more fearful of that that backlash and that ripple effect so we might not have this back and forth like nato even back to what you said how rare are very responsive and open and you know um heavily involved with the community you know things like that you'll see that maybe dial back with more things like this starting to to sort of trickle into the game space yeah not good because no. we, we want developers and players to kind of be on equal terms and be friends and all work together to make games fun because that's what the fuck they're supposed to be people jesus amen <laughs> amen yeah so um I, I guess my uh 
my news that I'm bringing to the table tonight can, comes via way of Polygon. Can I just say on brand as fuck? The only way <laughs> it would be more on brand if it would be like announcing a new like Jurassic Park film or something like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, my news that we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about. I don't know in what regard because there's not a huge amount here. Uh, the news headline via Polygon reads: The Mortal Kombat movie reboot sounds <laughs> a little different. So uh, the headline oh, itself and the article that uh, tacks onto the back of that reads, uh, Warner Brothers' New Line Studio has been trying to get a new Mortal Kombat movie off the ground for years now in the form of a reboot of the franchise. The latest effort has a director and a screenwriter attached, and based on some early details about the film, it will take some intriguing departures from the established Mortal Kombat story. Pop culture site The Hashtag Show reported earlier this week that the Mortal Kombat reboot will feature an original character in the lead role, known as Cole Turner. He's described as what? a struggling and Can widowed we... boxer who cares about his young daughter more than anything, and what? said to be incredibly determined in the face of adversity. Hold hold that fire for a sec, no, no, hold that fire. Just the it's just characters... a quick question. Isn't Carl Turner like a main character name in like four hundred billion different things? Maybe. God, I don't, I, maybe I, Google that while yeah, I read I'm doing the rest that. here. All right, just a second. Okay, so back to the article. The article continues saying the cast of characters includes the usual Mortal Kombat crew, Kano, Sonya, Raiden, Liu Kang, Shang Tsung. Also listed are char- are some characters deeper in the Mortal Kombat lore, like Draman, Nitara, and Reiko. Not included a series stalwarts like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Johnny Cage. What? Somewhat surprisingly, the casting breakdown for Raiden indicates he'll be betrayed as a 14-year-old boy named Jin. What? Um, it goes on to say, Greg Russo, who's writing the script, has confirmed that the above isn't the full list of characters to be included within the movie. So, uh, you know, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage, Goro, the likes, they, they may or may not make an appearance. Uh, James Wan is currently attached to produce, obviously, who was shot to fame by the Fast and Furious franchise. And um, I guess rounding this off, this is going to be the third film um, after the two movies that what? were done in the 90s, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and then the two uh, web series of Mortal Kombat Legacy. They were really good. Yeah. Hey, Conquest. No, so, one of them was good. I can't remember whether it was Conquest or Legacy. One of them was really good. I like that one. Mm, the, the best thing that happened was the the short film Mortal Kombat Rebirth that had Michael Jai White as Jax in it. That was Do you remember uh, that one? Yeah. It was it was um Tench, Rowan, I think is how you pronounce the guy's surname that put it together. Yeah. It was great and it had some hype, but yeah. nothing ever came of that. Unmounted, no. Yeah, so we've got a fourteen year old Raiden named Jin. Yep. What in the fuck? Um this new character, Cole Turner, who's going to be the central character, and apparently he's going to be working in close with Sonya and Jackson and that crew. It sounds like they're just going to do another watered-down, like, PG, maybe M-rated bit of shit. Yeah. How can you do that with Mortal I'm so, Kombat? I'm so excited. Mm. Oh, I'm not. This can go suck a big da- bloody big bag of dicks. Um, I just... So I, I can't find anything with Carl Turner because Carl Turner is actually oh. apparently a big rugby player for the Rabbitohs. So yeah. anything I Oh nah that's hang on. Kyle Turner plays for the Rabbitohs. Yeah. You're searching Carl Turner, I think, but I said Cole. Cole. C O L E. Okay, let's try yeah. that one. Alright. I'll be back. Let's go back to how shit this movie sounds. What the fuck? 
Okay, I'm just going to yeah. let everyone know. I love watching the original movie. It's on my, you know, I love the really bad video game movies. I love my Super Mario Brothers. I love my Street Fighter. I love my Mortal Kombat. What the fuck are they doing with this movie? I mean, seriously. Okay, I found, I found yeah. out why I know Cole Turner. It is the, it's Angel from um, Charmed. That's his name. <laughs> wow, that- you are. Uh... You really stuck it to the man. <laughs> I just, I just knew I'd heard knowledge. that name like somewhere before as a character in something, and I don't know why it was all the way back in Charmed. <laughs> the power of three will set us yeah. free, hey? Good old angel. Um, yeah. Except so, the one that became a drug the, the, yeah. So they're trying to weave this Cole Turner, struggling and widowed boxer who cares more about his young daughter than anything. So I don't even like that in the first place <sighs> because he's a boxer. Where's the uh, MMA fighter? It's not like it's 1999 anymore and like boxing is the prestigious fighting style of the world. Mm. Floyd Money May- Mayweather says, suck a dick and cry over all my millions, NATO. Um, put him in an <laughs> MMA ring with anybody and he would get destroyed in two seconds. They'd just take him to the ground and win. Done. It's it's still the gentleman's, gentleman's physical brawling sport. I, I'm an MMA Good guy, don't get cuffs. me wrong, but... But yeah, boxing, as much as I keep thinking it year after year, it's going to die. It's just, there's so much money in it. I think and it's because it's just that old money. Like there's so many well, that, traditionalists. That, that's why it won't die because there's so much money in it because that's, they make so much money off it that they won't let it die. Even though hardly mm. anyone watches it unless somebody hypes a fight up. It's not because they want to see the people fight. It's because they've hyped it up that they want to watch the people fight. Plus UFC is turning yeah. to shit. Yeah, that's what UFC is becoming now, where they're, they're hyping fights more than the audience is hyping a fight. So. <laughs> hmm. Like you saw most recently, Brock like Lesner. on a minor tangent, Lesnar comes back, he's been suspended for roids for the past 12 months, comes back straight into a, a main event title fight against Daniel Cormier because they know it's going to sell money. Yeah. Like it's going to sell tickets, it's going to make money. Um, and it's like I like that they do sort of play around with the personality aspect of it because you know people want someone that they can cheer and boo for yeah. in, in any sport yeah um so i like that they have got the heel and the face but yeah lesnar's got no right being in this main event he's going to get knocked the fuck out like i don't like dc but he's going to touch him up so bad i don't know dc's dc's a small heavyweight yeah but um, Miotic was a big boy, and he got knocked out in the first round, which surprised me. I thought Miotic was gonna take him, take him down, and, and you know, dismantle him with ease. But anyway, uh, the joys of MMA. Yeah. Uh, but a fourteen-year-old Raiden. I'm happy with Mortal that. Kombat Something film. new. Oh fuck that but shit! He's, he's the god of thunder. Oh like, Jesus! All right, now he's the purist. baby god of thunder. All right, the series is dead. Let's bring it up. The best thing they did in the video games was killing Liu Kang, and it got better from there. So let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Liu Kang's a points, but he's back in this. Um, so Liu Kang's here. Liu Kang was no good in the first Kung film, Lao. and then absolutely terrible in the next. I wonder if that was Your soul down. is mine. Liu! <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's soul is mine. Liu! <laughs> Australian yeah, Kano but... was great. Was he Australian? Oh, yeah. 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 Was he Kiwi? I'm going to cut your ear to ear. Hello, baby. Did you miss me? Put put um, a bit of a smile on your partner's face. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah so so we'll see like it seems that this is just doomed for failure um right off the bat like they've got they've got some heavy hitters attached to it like james wan's one of the the it boys in in hollywood as far as um you know producing goes uh you know the the money that he's generated from the fast and furious is insane so we'll see but i i just just make it a fighting tournament who cares about trying to turn a narrative into this just say the best fighters from both worlds or both realms come together fight to the death to be the king of mortal combat can i bloody fights can i point you in the direction of the dead or alive movie Hey. Say, oh my god i love that movie. <laughs> it's a bad it's a bad idea they had it semi-good in the first film the idea oh, holly valance <laughs> oh jesus i kind of want to watch that tonight i think i might download, i mean i might find a legal version of that movie tonight mm. and watch it oh man i would love to just it do bo- a screening of all the video game movies like oh fuck like it bordered co- on softcore porn, did or alive. Like it got pretty, pretty raunchy. What the game or the movie? The, oh, the game obviously is always. They've got that titty volleyball shoot spin-off they've done as well. But so, so if movie. anyone out there is a Game Grumps fan, the newest episode today, they found an offshoot of the volleyball game that's only in Japan, and it's like it's holiday vacation something, and it's like it came out this year. So like the graphics are even better, oh. and it's like. Oh, it's way up your alley, Ali. <laughs> Alexander. Yeah, sorry, Alexander. Mm. You have I a very feminine men. face. But then again, oh. Ali has a very masculine face, so... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> You're going to get punched twice. Uh, she's got to see me to do it. She's not Brother and packs. sister, just Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, go check that out, Ali. I think it's mm. called Vacation Something. Or just check the new Game Grumps video. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. So moving on to the last uh, bit of news that we're going to unpack here at the Hungry Table. NATO. All right. Tell us what, tell us what you brought for us to uh, digest on. Um, so, so if anyone follows me or is a friend on Twitter, they know how much I usually... Sh- I wouldn't say shit on because shit on is when I usually go over something like Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a very bad game. Oh, um, God. <laughs> no, it was all right, but it is, it's not as good as Brendan likes it. Um, but Overwatch, it's never, it's never clicked with me over the years playing it wise, but I genuinely loved watching when Australia was doing, making its attempt at getting into the world league. So then, mm-hmm. like, I really became a fan of kind of watching it then. And then the, I think it's this year or uh, last year when they announced the Overwatch League, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give it a try. And genuinely hooked. And most times if I see it on Twitch and I'm not doing anything important, I'll flick it on and watch a few matches. Like, I genuinely love watching the Overwatch League. So, which leads us to our news of the day from Nathan. Uh, ESPN, Disney, and ABC to both... All three broadcast the Overwatch League on their broadcasting channels. So, like, this is a big jump. Like, it's it's huge. Like, because this is this is the first time that the Overwatch League is going to be broadcast on live TV, right? Yep, I think so. Oh, I think that maybe I've had a when the World Cup was going on, it was on ESPN. I'm pretty sure. But that yeah, was but for the the Overwatch League. Yeah, the itself league. So is, this is their first time hitting live live telly. I'm gonna say yes, 
but I don't have 100% knowledge of that. But I haven't seen it anywhere. It's, and the way most of these articles are making it out, it's like a very big thing. So it must not be Overwatch. This will mark the first time Overwatch League will be broadcast on live TV. There you go. <laughs> this is awesome. Does this mean we could go to your standard sports bar and be like, fucking put Overwatch can, on, please, mate? Yeah, can mm. you flick it over to Overwatch? These These are real athletes. Mm. excuse me barkeep can you uh get me a fire engine and change from the rugby league fire to, engine. Uh, the overwatch league please sir and also a, a, a packet of your best crisps there sir and i'd like a virgin mocktail please just a water <laughs> hold the ice <laughs> but you know this is like because it generally is the way they've pushed this league and they've built this league and everything they've done with this thing. Because this is not the first time they've tr- any uh, game has tried to do a push like this. And I it just everything is a perfect storm for this game. Like the way it plays, the people, how people love it, and just the effort they've have into building the individual teams in each city. And it just it. It didn't fall apart. It, it had every opportunity yeah. to, and it, it, it didn't, and it's working beautifully. And people that I know don't really care about esports a lot. I see them like, fuck yeah, my team, like the Shanghai... F- oh God, I can't remember the names now, I'm blanking. Mm. But Shanghai guess- won tonight, and and I'm just like, yeah, I'm very interested. Like, I'm so excited mm. this might be our finally our wedge into this world. I don't want... Do you think... Oh, you go. Sorry, Alexander. Oh, I was just gonna say um, that um, I don't know if, how I feel about the two worlds combining. Um, I don't want I, them I, combined. I just want it in another slot in the like more money. That's if it, the more people watch it, the more money gets into it. The more other leagues could be built on other games. So yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Obviously, ESPN is. It's pretty well that the largest sporting network service out there as far as sporting broadcasting. So, because they've signed a multi-year deal with Blizzard Entertainment um, and sort of, I guess, backing onto what you were saying earlier, Nato, I think a lot of this success probably stems from the fact that Blizzard do it the right way. Like they're very calculated in how they market their product, how they go to market, how they promote who they partner with um it's very strategic uh and and to see see them jump on board here with espn as opposed to you know localization with you know seven mate or cbs or some bullshit um it shows they're both taking it very seriously like there's no there's no figures attached as far as what espn are paying uh blizzard entertainment to have the the broadcast rights so i'll be curious to see if it's a it's a big money deal but uh it starts with the uh the playoffs beginning uh, I think as of tonight, the playoff actually starts. So it's it's going to be broadcast on ESPN. Three? Uh, yeah, via ESPN and on ESPN2 and then obviously on their streaming services, you know, as of by the time this episode drops. And uh, ABC are also doing a, a full recap show uh, and also adding additional content for fans unfamiliar with it. So for people looking to find that launch pad into the Overwatch universe, ABC have got something a little bit more lighthearted in tone and more accessible. Um, so I don't know, you guys, when you watch these broadcasts live, do you find it hard to, to keep up with sometimes? Because yep. I do. Yep. I, I did a little bit for like Dota and LOL. Well, like I genuinely still did like watching them. It's 
I don't know. It's just because I understand, like, over what, like, it's not simple, but it's simpler than, like, the mechanics in a Dota and a LOL, where, like, farming and carries and all that kind of stuff. I know there were buzzwords, but I do genuinely know how to play yeah. those games. Um, for anyone that's no, I, I, I don't no, mean, no, I don't mean how to play. I mean, like, because the game's played at such a frenetic pace yeah. and, and some of the camera cuts are just so rapid. They're getting, it's hard they're getting, to keep track with what the fuck is going on They're on getting screen, so much screen. better at doing it. During like the World Cup, it was a bit janky like that. But now like you watch Overwatch, Overwatch League matches, they have like, now they haven't, because they Blizzard have pumped more like money into like giving them tools to be able to film it better. It's so much better. They can kneel, They can do long shots. They can do all different shots now, and they don't have to cut between just player views anymore. And it, it is a lot more uh, better to follow. Also, like now the presenters are a lot better at like presenting it in a way that it is easier for a casual audience to watch and stuff like. That. They're getting like this is their first year, and it's already leaps and bounds ahead of what I saw at the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with just how tightly run Blizzard is. Mm. Um, you know, they do not muck around when it comes to creating product, showcasing product, maintaining product. Um, you know, it's a testament to everyone involved there. It's it's probably one of the best run companies in the gaming space. I just wish today. they came up with their own ideas. That'd be real nice. <gasps> Jeez. All right. On that uh, salty note let's move into the final segment of the podcast you've got mail so this week's listener mail um we're going to unpack a question sent to us via way of uh dane on on the uh on the twitter sphere who can be found at dane pv dane we love you mate hope you're doing well and uh, hopefully that podcast you keep talking about here and there gets off the ground soon you can do it bud so he has come to us with a question and he wants to know what is the first game you remember clearing unassisted. So he's talking about the first game you remember finishing at, at you know whatever age. What is the first memory of you finishing said game without you know a, a game shark or a pro action replay, which were available back when we were all little kiddies, God, um, yes. without cheat codes, you know like Doom codes and stuff like that. Um, what's the game that you remember first playing by yourself that you finished from front to back without any outside influence? NATO, Sonic. What was yours? Sonic One, oh, and really? it wasn't, and it literally wasn't my first attempt at Sonic One. It's I, I think, I think it was just before Sonic Three came out. I was like, man, I've never finished a Sonic yet. So I went back and I like powered through, and I eventually finished Sonic One, and then from there used the momentum to go through and finish Sonic Two. And God, that was many sneaking nights playing it after mum and dad had gone to bed, like getting up to the TV with my doona, like putting it over the TV with me. So like it wouldn't shine light through the house and like just trying to power through that game. And it took me like a few weeks to do it. It was so I, I love that so game. Hard. I, I cannot remember the, the worlds and the individual levels, but I remember one of the jungle levels and the the chip tune soundtrack attached to that. I swear it was that. Do you guys remember that song, Accidentally Kelly Street? Yeah, we've talked about this song? before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just, you know, chip tune that down or midi that down and plugged it straight into Sonic. Great song, by the way. Yeah, I used to love that level, except for jumping up the waterfall, having to make the platforms. That used to shoot mm-hmm. me in tears. 
Yeah. Mm. The, the, <clears throat> like, I think it's only, like, the second level in that game, but the, 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 the fucking sewerage plant or the poison plant... <laughs> chemical where, like, zone? What, chemical zone, where the water level came up and, like... Oh, look, no. That, oh, yeah, that is chemical zone. Sorry, continue. Yeah, look, as a Sonic fan, I can admit it. Sonic is a bad game, so Crash fans, you can admit it as well. But the jumping sections sometimes wouldn't register properly when you landed on a platform, so it would, like... It was just so bad trying to play that game. No, there I, was... Like, there was a legit mm. landing schedule, but you had to time it just right. Yeah, I know, but it was bullshit because <laughs> it wasn't registering properly. It should it should register the, the whole bar, and it didn't. Like you'd have to land with like Sonic's feet a bit more onto the thing. He couldn't be on on the thing. Yeah, it was just bad, bad game. You, you I, I love Sonic. Scrub. I love Sonic, but it's a bad game. Same as Crash. Everybody out there. I- I know, I know. Um, your sister Alexander's a big Sonic fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Sonic Mania dropped last year. Sonic Mania Plus, I think, drops in the next week or two. Yeah, uh, which has got additional characters and content. <laughs> Are either of yourselves going to be trying to pick this up? At Hell, all? No. maybe, maybe a Switch title. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick up Sonic Mania on the Switch? I didn't. I, I, I thought I, about I, it. I played it and, and mates and realized it's exactly the same as Sonic that I played as a kid, and I was like, why do I want to play that torture again? Okay, you must have mm. been playing it for a short while because it's definitely different. It's not. It is. It's definitely different. Mm, it's crap. Yeah. Remember, Alexander, they're simple over there on the western side. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, mm. I think we're all going to have roughly the same kind of um, console as I get manlier through this episode. Um, You're making us start to feel a bit feminine there, Alexander. I'm like, not. You know. I'm, I'm sort of receding back into my youth at the moment um now there's something so, else yeah, receding inside of you as well <laughs> oh, maybe there's a bit of shrinkage a bit cold tonight maybe the hairline because i'm getting a bit older yeah he's Depends. turning into an innie um <laughs> jesus that's belly buttons yeah that's what i was talking about innies and outies are belly buttons Brendan, yeah, this is this is the kind of quality that we expect from a Sam episode. You're supposed to reel us in from this kind of lingo. I'm disappointed. Well, we've got Alexander the wild card here. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> this is un un sort of trodden territory here. But sorry, Ali, yeah. What game were you? What, what game did you finish? Okay, so I tried to go through all the games that I remember playing in my youth. I'm like, there has to have been like a Sonic game that I remember finishing like as one of my first. And I'm like, no. I always had to get my older brother my older brother to help me um so i never like that was much later on when i 100 percent finished the game by myself but i actually think thinking back so it would have been the sega master system and i think it would have been um tasmania like as in looney tunes like Tasmania. Damn, Devil. yeah so i actually think i remember playing that the full way and finishing that all by myself and and now that i think about it, it was actually a really short game but, like, yeah, I definitely finished that one by myself. It would have been that or Tom and Jerry. Those are the only ones that are coming mm. to my mind that would have been the first ones that I completed by myself. I love that Tasmania game. It was so good. It was great, but also because if we're talking Looney Tunes, he he was always my favorite character. I know. I think we've unpacked this on earlier episodes Maybe. too. Because you're a Marvin the Martian. And Wild E. Coyote. Um, or your sister's. Uh, yeah, yes. Your sister's a Marvin the Martian uh, fan. Yes. Um. But yeah, it was good. It was it was a rock solid little side scrolling platformer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's sort of save the world esque story, if I can remember right. Something um, along. But those Taz lines. is the man. Yeah. 
That's how, like he was a great character, but I just always remember he was kind. Of, actually, he was kind of like Sonic, where you had to just like do rev up your speed so you could do like the standard Tazzy Devil kind of like whirlwind kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But that used to screw you up because if you timed it wrong or you bounced off the wrong thing, you were dead instantly. Mm. He used to eat eat those big chunks of meat for life. And you'd God, be like, that was such oh a- yeah, was it like the big ham leg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, it was such was a good the- game. God, I remember that now. Yeah. It was it was a classic. I feel I feel Some like of the a bosses lot of people... in that were hard, like real hard. Yeah, thinking back, I think there must have been this one boss just before. Like I think there's like a cave level, and I think that's mm. where I usually got like hung up. But yeah, I remember finishing that and like kind of telling my older brother, and he didn't believe me. <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Kick mm. his ass in any game now. That's it. Yeah. Get good scrub. Showed him. Mm. what about you so so i i was the same as you there alex um yes the the first game i remember finishing and and i guess it could be sort of an honorable mention slash technically i did it sort of myself was i remember super mario brothers 3 on the snes i played as luigi my uncle played as mario and we finished you know all eight levels without the hacks no whistles none of that but Damn. that was sort of still technically joint. So I'm going to say Wonder Boy 3 Dragon's Trap with the first game you I finished, finished that? solo. When you, you finished it, it a Wonder me, Boy? Jesus. It took me a long, long, long time. <laughs> um, you know, as, as a kid, uh, obviously growing up sort of on a bit of the poorer side of the tracks, we didn't get the consoles at launch and things like that. Mm. So my uncle, he's, he's only about seven years older than me. He had the, uh, the Master System. And so on the weekends, I used to go over and stay over there and we'd, we'd play games and he'd show me horror movies that would scare the absolute shit out of me because I was little. Yep. Um, but yeah, smashed out Wonderboy 3 Dragon's Trap over the span of, it must have been maybe five or six, maybe seven weekends in a row, I'd go over there you and you know, stay Friday night, Saturday night. That's what I never and, finished. Um, I never finished mm, that one. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that there was all the you know, the the offshoot characters you could be, obviously, mm-hmm. at the very start of the game, you start as Lizard Man and then you can become um, like Little Piranha Mouse. Man yep. and bloody Mouse Man, uh, which he could do with the, the wall walking mm-hmm. and the ceilings. If I remember, if you're yeah. on, the, on the checkered blocks, Lion Man, obviously, and he's got the sword and he can, you know, just lay some whoop ass. Then you've got Hawk Man where you could fly. Um it was a great game. Did you uh, get the remake? Game. I was just I looking did. on the wiki article, and there's a 2016 yep. remake of it. It was awesome. I've, uh, yeah, it's on. It's on the Switch. It's sick, and you could press a button, and you could transition between the OG graphics yep. and sort of uh, the remake version. Damn, it was. No, I didn't even know fuck. it was it's out still there. Hard as fuck. Yeah, still hard as. Fuck. Yeah, it is hard as fuck on the Switch. <laughs> like, I'm. I'm still pretty early days on there. I've only probably put. <laughs> two two and a half hours maybe onto this onto the switch remake but yeah og wonder boy 3 uh was the first game i can remember finishing because it was one of my proudest moments as a kid you know i remember sort of getting picked up on the sunday from my mom and going home and she was like how was your weekend and i was like mom you wouldn't believe it i finished wonder boy 3 and, and you know, she had no idea what i was talking about but she was like oh that's so good so proud of you oh and yeah, uh, Wonder Boy Through was my uh, first clear completion without assistance, no hacks, just myself against the for the video game, and God, it felt good. That, so, like that, that that that's a good question. Like with it coming out again, with that's the second kind of question I wanted to add on top. Is there any games that you went back 
when you're a bit older and actually finish for the first time. Because I have one and it is fucking Lion King on Sega Mega Drive. I went back when I was a lot older, finally beat that goddamn waterfall. Fuck you, waterfall, you fucking log jumps. I beat that, and once I passed that, the rest of the game was fucking simple. It's that one point that I couldn't beat as a kid, and I beat that game finally, threw Scar off the of Pride Rock, took my mantle and had sex with my mum and my sister and all the other lionesses. Oh, and then he finished nice. the game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had to take that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander doesn't doesn't fuck around. No, he's he's no. throwing punches just like his sister. He's doing a proud, yeah, um, just like NATO was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the on, the only thing I can really think of would be uh, the the Simpsons. Uh, I can't remember the the you know the, the, the attachment to the yeah. title, but remember the arcade game side scroller four player beat 'em up. Yeah, the beat 'em yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that one, and also the Teenage Mutant Turtles equivalent of that too. I've gone back and finished both of those. Wait, wait, um, you beat the level on the t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the like? Oh no, that was the that was the console version. Sorry, yeah, no, I was thinking mm. the console version that has the what is the it? drills that are popping no, through? No, the algae or whatever on the water section. That's just yeah. like it just kills it's you. electronic, yeah, and you can't touch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, so. <laughs> So I've finished those, but outside of that, I can't really think of anything where I've specifically gone back to something that I couldn't beat when I was a kid and go back and beat it now. Um, a lot of the time, I'm I'm a one and done with a lot of games or just moving on pretty quick. So yeah, they're the only two that really come to mind just off the top of my head. I actually, what about you, Mr. Hart? I actually have one in particular. Um, on the Sega Mega Drive Master System, I always forget which one it was. It was a game called Another World. And oh, you love that game. That game was so good. Oh, your but, sister loves that game. Yeah, sorry, sister loved that game. But it, <clears throat> she was so scared of it. The game was so scary and difficult that, like, as a young, as a young lass, she just could not finish it at all. Like, at all. Like, I wouldn't even, like, I'd barely escape the prison. I think then once you got out of the prison, you're in this, like, like ancient, like kind of like temple area where you're going up and down stairs and everything. Anyway, never got past that part. Literally only like a few years ago, a remastered version came out and I fucking finished it. Uh, she finished it. Mm. And yeah. proudest moment, proudest moment, that friggin' a- alien panther thing didn't scare her anymore. The aliens in general didn't scare her anymore. <laughs> like, fucking finish the game so proud. So goddamn proud. Mm. No, that's that's fantastic. I remember, I remember because you wrote up a review way back when when we were still doing sort of written pieces. Oh yeah, back and, in the uh, day, there was a lot of love attached to that game. There was um, many, many, and it's something I'd like to give a go to because I never played it. I never played it. It sort of yeah, completely like, missed my radar. The review scores for it are like nineties and plus. It like, was everyone a, loves that game. It was a fantastic game for its time. Like, okay. what looking at the graphics now, you'd be like. The graphics look fucking shit, but like nah, back they then, they've been good for then. Yeah, back then it was like holy shit, like mm. this looks amazing. Like yeah, so but it also had a very dark atmosphere. So as a young kid playing it, you kind of got a little scared, maybe. Mm. Well, that's all right. Audi turns into so, an. So uh... 
that could be the episode title who knows and how uh dane thank you thank you for the uh the question um so what we've sort of mentioned over the last few weeks is we're going to be sort of rotating that final segment keeping things fresh rotating in uh itunes reviews coupled with games like clan or sham and such as well as listener questions so send them all in uh hello at 8bit.net via the email dm us directly on socials at we are 8bit on twitter on facebook hit up any of us even if you wanted to uh because yeah we we want to hear from you and we want to unpack all types of questions we want this sort of last segment especially to be something that can be a capsule that's timeless that people can go back and listen to and relate to and add to and things like that so uh yeah that's that's been an episode uh episode 111 which is a palindrome uh, for those people out there that know their numbers um anything yourselves want to plug or say before we we move on out of here um leading into 1112 next week nato uh yes go listen to me now the beautiful and humble host that's a beautiful play on on Brendan's uh, humble host at the start. <laughs> um, yeah, you game bro podcast. You can always check it on Twitch TV forward slash you game bro podcast or one big word on Wednesdays uh, eight thirty on the Eastern Coast, six thirty for the West Coast for Australia. You just Google it for anyone else that's not in those locations. It's not that hard, hmm. people. Just um, work it out. Yeah, and then on Saturday mornings at lunchtime for East Coast or... Uh, what is it? 10 o'clock for me. I couldn't even remember my own time zone. On Saturdays when I have international guests. If not, you can always catch the uh, audio version of those episodes up on the usual podcasting apps and devices and sound clouds and all those things. So go check that out. I bring on beautiful guests and we view like streamers and podcasters and had Brendan on and his beautiful missus had, uh, I speak giant from the 8-bit collective. And I've also had the OK Beast boys, which is the other podcast network Mm -hmm. that I do my other podcast, a plus anime. So go check that out. If you are ever thinking about dabbling into anime, it's all about getting people into anime. So don't be afraid to go have a listen. Because it's about trying to get you into anime, so go get go check. It's that a out. great it's a great podcast, and and there is no barrier to entry on it. You can jump in on any episode. Maybe you're looking at a particular anime. You can check their back catalog and say, "Oh, look, they've they've done one on anime X Y," and and jump in, listen to it, and and build an opinion around that. So yeah, give it a spin. Yes, and you can always check me out. I know Nato everywhere on the social devices across the world. Go, go mm-hmm. check me out. <laughs> Alexander, what about yourself? Uh, well, you can find my sister Ali at Miss Ali Hart. You can, you know, forward all your discretions to her because you can only find me at the gym five times a week, flexing my ass in front of a mirror. <laughs> 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 oh, I want Alexander uh, back every episode. He's a great one-time we'll special to, man of the people. We'll have to talk offline, see if we can get him to make a cameo <laughs> here or there. You know, every season. Uh, but yeah, Alexander, thank you for, uh, taking the time out of your schedule and NATO, um, to a lesser extent. Thank you for, uh, taking the time out of your schedule. Um, I love you both. To a lesser extent? Uh, what was my time worth less to you or something like that? No, no, no you, you, I've just got of, bigger you know, part of the furniture now. Uh-huh. That too. That too. Longer wang. Okay. Mm, Alexander's got a perter ass. Yeah. Oh, but, um, yeah. Back on track. <laughs> Find us all as a whole at We Are 8-Bit on all the social medias. 
Uh, check out youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit for some great video content from Sammy Deed. She's got a half informed up there with Captain Spirit. Uh, as well as check hashtag 8-bit collective or 8-bit.net for nine other fantastic podcasts you game bro especially included which as uh, nato mentioned airs live on a wednesday evening or sometimes saturday with international guests uh and 8bit.net obviously for all that as the main central hub thank you again to audio technica for providing us with this sweet 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 audio equipment that makes us sound and look fantastic audiotechnica.com.au for their entire range there but until next week uh where we've got episode 1112 where there will be myself john opeck and potentially salim the dream if he is out of prison by then uh touch wood who knows can i just say Um, he's a coward i come on the podcast to talk pokemon and where where is this supposed pokemon champion that wants to step up in my yard and claim Pokemon he, Kingdom over more. He's currently getting his Weedle violated in a prison shell. Yeah, coward. Nice. Mm. But anyway, uh, Dream, we love you. Please come back to us maybe one day. Uh, but yeah, 8-Bit Nation, it has been episode 111. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, until next week, much love. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. That's my line of song. <laughs> You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.